The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Finn McBredmond, columnist with the Irish Times, wrote a really interesting piece for her newspaper today, which is getting a lot of traction online. In it, she wrote of Holly Kearns, the leader of the Social Democrats, who in her first Doyle contribution said, I'm a member of the first ever generation who will be worse off than my parents. And Finn McRedmond took issue with that by looking beyond things, material factors. Uh, She joins us now and we have another guest to join us in a moment. Finn, thank you very much for joining us. For those who are not familiar with what you wrote, explain what you wrote, please. Hi, Matt. Um, Yeah, so um, I took what Holly said said, uh, when she said, uh, I'm a member of the first generation, I'll be worse off than my parents, um, and understood what she technically meant. understood that she was talking about the renting the rental crisis the housing crisis um you know lots of economists uh see people's material wealth um as declining um take that all as read and basically accept it and say but say um but actually that's not the only way that we define our wealth we can be rich in many other ways and that actually um w- it seems strange to kind of uh, pine for uh, the 1980s of Ireland. You know, now um, young people grow up in a far more tolerant society, for example, um, a, a society that allows women like Holly Cairns um, to be elevated to serious political positions. You know, it wasn't always so. Um, a society that's less homophobic, a society that's less racist. And also um, other things such as, you know, cheap travel, um, you know, uh, life-saving vaccines, all of these things that are the products of modernity that are actually quite, a lot of them are very recent. So to say that um, we are worse off than our parents, um, it's kind of like a very narrow-minded way of thinking about uh, how we judge our wealth. So, for example, when a lot of people in my generation in the 1980s emigrated, people rarely heard from them again because it was so expensive to make a phone call home. Now you can keep in touch with them every day via uh, FaceTime. Yeah, exactly. And it's actually a, a good example because um, it's an example particularly relevant to Ireland because Ireland, thanks to the influx of the tech industry, is being dragged right into the centre of the technical re- technological revolution, um, which is, you know, it provides employment. Um, it it um, allows people to communicate. Um, it, it, it gives uh, it gives us a lifestyle that um, and gives us gives us many things that we take for granted. But in the 1980s, probably would have been totally unimaginable. But Finn, there's a generation of a lot of young 20 year olds and 30 year olds who are now choosing to emigrate, not because they don't have a job here in Ireland. They can get jobs, they can get good jobs, but they feel that it simply doesn't pay them enough to actually live the lifestyle they want to, and particularly doesn't pay them enough not just to be able to buy their own place to live in for the rest of their lives, but they just even can't afford the rent. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think anyone serious would deny the severity of the housing uh, crisis and the rental crisis um, in Ireland. Um, And uh, it is hostile and it is unforgiving. And like in the 80s, we're seeing, you know, a big swath of uh, emigration again. Um, But just because things aren't perfect doesn't mean they haven't improved, you know. Um, And maybe the housing situation has got more difficult, but that can be offset by other things. And and I think the kind of core message, the core point I'm trying to get, I was trying to get across in my piece was to say that um, we need to have a more holistic understanding of what it means to be uh, well off, have a holistic understanding of what well-being is. Um, The housing crisis is, is tragic and I would, you know, never deny that. 
you also say, just before I bring in another guest, that the self-pity and gloominess is not just overdone, but is straightforwardly defeatist. Yeah, yes. Um, so I think there's definitely something very important going on here. Um, you see it with like climate fatalism uh, as well, which is this idea that um, everything is... If everything is so terrible, what's the point in work? Uh, what's the point in trying to improve it? You know, if you really uh, do think that that the world is so so completely ir- irreconcilably and irredeemably unjust and awful, then that's just that just paves the way to nihilism. And nihilism is a really unhelpful organizing force when it comes to politics and when it comes to improving the world. And I think. Um, we should stave off fatalism and stave off nihilism. And actually, you know, optimism is deterministic as well. Okay, stay on the line, Finn, because I want to bring in somebody who's also written for the Irish Times, albeit at this stage on a more regular basis, because she is still a student in third level, a law and media student, Zanazi Kyo. Zanazi, thank you very much for being with us. What do you make of Finn's argument? Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I'd have to say I would have a very different stance to Finn. Um, so, I mean, nobody denies that we've had amazing social progress and that we've achieved so much as a nation. I think that we both definitely agree on that. But it's just naive and almost, I want to say, ignorant to kind of separate these two issues of wealth inequality and social progress because... I mean, the wealth gap has just exploded massively since the pandemic. It's it's almost similar to the French Revolution. And while back then we had Marianne Antoinette saying, let them eat cake, now here we have Finn saying, oh, let them use social media. And yes, we have progressed so much. We have gay rights. Gay people can now get married. But where are they going to live? And she talks about, yes, we have women in politics. But I just want to say, did women's fight equality come from silence or were these issues brought into public debate? I just don't think it's the right mindset to kind of put your head in the sand, say pipe down, we've achieved so much I mean, I just don't think that's ever achieved anything really. Sanazi, when you graduate, will you be staying in Ireland? I I would love to stay in Ireland to be honest with you Matt but I, I just don't think that it's a possibility. I mean now the average age for leaving home is 27.9 and it's just it's it's a massive issue and I know that for 99% of us it's it's a major issue but with social media I was able to do a few clicks on on Finn and I one of my favorite quotes was that she said I didn't vote conservative for low taxes so I can keep my mansion while everyone else can live in a sum I don't even have a mansion it's a townhouse so it's clear that there is the 1% that do own townhouses and they're able to probably not even pay rent, just have a mortgage or even own their house. But for me and the 99% of us, that is not a reality. Finn, do you want to respond to what Sanazi said there? Yeah, yeah, I have a few things. First of all, um, the quote uh, that you took from an article was from a satirical newspaper, um, from uh, student satirical newspapers. So um, obviously that uh, is not uh, a quote about my life. Um, and I also, I would also like to add that... Um, my my personal life has bears absolutely no relationship to uh, this article. This this article is making the case that um, we want to uh, prevent uh, political nihilism as a way to continue improving the world, and that refusing to acknowledge that the world has gotten better uh, in the past forty years understates really great achievements. I'd also say that um, the uh, 
the financial inequality in Ireland is bad, but but financial inequality in the world has improved massively. Like globally speaking, we also have to think about the world just beyond our noses. Like globally speaking, you know, in 1981, 42% of the world's population lived on like less than $2 a day. Now that's less than 10%. We cannot pretend that these massive improvements globally and locally have not happened. Back to you, Zanazi. Is it possible that maybe the younger generation takes for granted things that they don't appreciate weren't always there, such as Finnis referred to low airfares? There was a time when an awful lot of people that I went to school and college with, when they left school or left college, they took the boat to actually go to England because they couldn't afford to fly. Now we have a generation of people in their 20s and 30s who fly numbers of times a year for short weekend breaks and for holidays. Things are massively different, except it's not what you've experienced. Yeah, I mean, I do definitely think that things are massively different. We have social media, we have Ryanair, we have a lot of positive things. But I think to kind of create this like almost kind of utopian society is just not really the correct narrative because if most of people are spending the majority of their money on rent and the majority of their money on mortgages and you know the high cost of living it's it's not necessarily that we can in, enjoy these pleasures yes we can get cheap Ryanair flights but we still like for me anyway I know I can't just get off and go to Wembley and enjoy you know supporting England and fly all around yeah we have cheap air flights but like the majority of people I know and my peers, they might only go away once or twice a year because we're saving for our rent and, you know, the cost of living is just so, so high. And I just want to say that we're not pining to go back to the 80s. We don't want to go backwards. Nobody is saying that. What I'm saying is that we just want change and how can we, you know, it's not self-pitying. We can't, we just want progress and we just want change and how can the problems be addressed if we don't bring them to light? I asked you, Zanazi, about whether you would leave Ireland. I mean, amongst all your friends, what were you all talking? How many of your friends would expect to remain in Ireland after you finish college? For me, I think the majority of people are looking at leaving, but I wouldn't say that the majority of people want to leave. Um, if you read my piece in the Irish Times, it kind of talked about we always have this nostalgic sense of Ireland. It's a sense of longingness of like, none of us necessarily want to leave. Like we're enjoying strolling around Grafton Street, drinking in old man's pubs, but we know that it's just not the reality to live here. I mean, I'm, I'm working at the minute and almost every single person is still living at home with their parents and they're in their mid twenties, which I just find so, so, so shocking. Maybe for their parents as well, Zanazi. Uh, Finn, just to finish with you in relation to this, now, having raised this issue today and given the reaction on social media, are, are you happy though that you did do it or do you regret perhaps given the reaction you've received? No, of course I don't regret it because I believe it. I wouldn't have written it uh, if I didn't believe it. Um, I think, uh, you know, social media can be unforgiving and certainly a place that often lacks nuance. But um, I think... Um, you know, a lot of people, it's really resonated with them and uh, they, they see the point that um, celebrating progress is as important as calling for change. And I think that celebrating our progress rather than understating it is actually a really important part uh, in 
provoking change. Um, optimism is a really important political tool and nihilism is a really, really damaging one. Um, I, okay, I'm going to leave it there. Finn McRedmond, columnist of the Irish Times and uh, student journalist, uh, occasional Irish Times contributor, Zana Zekio. Thank you very much for being with us as well here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.